Hey there. What? It's Thursday. This is so weird. Yeah. So listen, in advance of Friday, which is tomorrow, this weekend, it's your chance to have some fun. And we just want to make sure that you're trimmed up. Manscaped.com oh. slash dangle. Use the promo code. It's dangle. That's it. 20% off. Free shipping. Let's start the show, baby. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Hello, friends and lovers. What? Lots of uh, lots of stuff to talk about today, man. Like, uh, there's some stuff because of the Mitchell Miller story. We haven't been able to talk about some of the other things hockey related that have gone down. So uh, we are going to be talking about the Zegers goal that was called back last night. Yeah. Uh, it's the most NHL thing you've ever seen in your life. We got to talk about. We need to unpack, unpack Jim Rutherford, mm-hmm. unpack Jim Rutherford. Uh, we are going to ask if Matt Murray is going to be an option for this weekend for the Leafs. And one last quick thing. Jesse and Steve and I are going to give you our top five teams of the week. Our, yeah. our, our power list of the season. Of the, so yeah, far. season so far. Yeah. yeah. Not just like how you perform this week because that's boring. But firstly, I want to start by this. The thing that we all knew was going to happen happened. P.K. Subban has officially signed on to be an analyst at ESPN. So we just want to say a little shout out to PK. Steve has been on PK's show before. Um, We've dealt, we worked with them. uh, We we raised money for uh, Shome. Uh, For his, the hospital. That's right. And so, uh, so congratulations to PK uh, because he's, uh, it'll be his first day today and he's already better than us. Uh, The guy is, he's just so charismatic. It's perfect. And you know, you talked about in the off season because we were, we were kind of counting down the days in the summer. Oh, PK's not signed. PK's not signed. PK's not signed. Steve, what did you say back in August about it? I said it's not a matter of uh, him not being good enough for the NHL, and it's not a matter of teams not wanting him. It's a matter of, is this worth it to me? Because PK Subban is in a position that a lot of NHL players are not, in that people are dying for him to begin his television career. Yeah. And they're going to throw a lot of money at him for it. And ESPN, I assume, is not... PK, this is not an internship at ESPN. Right. They're giving him a a decent amount of money for a decent amount of years. 
Um, I he's also probably think, making more money than he was offered to play in the NHL. So he's doing the panels and stuff, but I also believe there were rumors about him doing some sort of, I don't think it's like a docu-series, but something that where they're following him so around. So he has a tentative deal that's out there uh, called PK's Place. There you go. So uh, remember I brought it up because Eli Manning has one called Eli's Place. Uh, so be like a side cast, like what yeah. Steve does? Sounds no. like Kess's house. What the hell? Man, no, that was a not, huge success. It's not that at all, actually. It's they go around, and they just do fun little skits and, and things like that. Like one time Eli Manning went to a college campus and he dressed up in full uh, like uh, costume and he pretended to be a recruit and he played on the team and then he tried out for the team and that sort of stuff. So PK is going to have an equivalent to that. Oh, that's cool. Oh. Yeah, where he does, I don't know, he goes out and does things, you know, just PK, I, doing, I PK doing stuff. Yeah, who's who's the new guy who's the size of an NFL player with a huge head? <laughs> Couldn't be one of the Manning brothers. I, I like this because, you know, we've, we've been dying for great panels uh, for a long, long time in hockey. And uh, we're starting to see it in the States, those... Panels in the States are starting to really gel and you're starting to see some highlights. Like no one comes close. We always, we always mention it. Uh, the TNT panel for basketball is the greatest panel in North American sports. I can't speak for Europe because I don't watch, but uh, <laughs> it, it is absolutely the best panel. And we're starting to see some real personalities get injected into it. Yeah. And it, so it'll be, it, it'll be nice. It'll be nice to get some young blood. Like I wish, I sort of wish Torts was still working. Uh, so that they could so go they, head to head because I would love to like imagine and it's funny that we mentioned torts the Michigan goal last night if we you know if it had been last season and it's torts on the first Michigan goal saying it's bad for the game and having PK and him kind of go at it on the panel not in a mean way but in a fun way yeah that would be that'd be perfect be perfect that's what you want you want completely different points of view on this stuff yeah but like I said in the summer uh you know, PK's got a lot of hard miles on the body. And what what would you rather do if you had the uh, if you were offered the exact same amount of money? Do you want to get the shit beat out of you for eighty two games plus, and be on a plane? I don't know every three days, maybe. Or or I have a better idea: sit in a studio with like catering and a nice suit, and show off all your suits, and work for the most vaunted sports network in the world. There was a, I saw Berkshire uh, before the show tweeted a clip that apparently Roman Yossi, who would have played with PK for a number of years in Nashville, said PK would sit there for an extra 15 minutes in his suit taping sticks just to make sure everyone saw the outfit he was wearing. (laughs) You know what? No, he just really needs to tape them. If you're going to spend that kind of money... And you're gonna get that suit done to because you know what? Like He's correct. Hockey when you got a hockey player body, you got thick legs, so you're not yes. you're not wearing suits off the rack. No. Those guys have to have custom made pants every time they have a suit. All of them, uh, un- unless you're Pierre Engvall, who does have stick legs, but he I'm, but they're very strong. They're, does he have stick? Yeah, legs? he's got he's very like what because he's more of a you know. There's guys oh. like Crosby looks like. Two gigantic cinder blocks in each pant leg. I think you might have it wrong on Engvall. That you think so? Sh- he's shredded. I'm not saying he's not shredded. And I'm saying he's looking point that's trying to be made. All here. I'm saying is, <laughs> if PK is going to spend all that money on those suits, man, I'd stick around. I want to see. I want people to be seeing me in that too. Yeah, I need to. Uh, I need uh, fifty sticks for this road trip. So. <laughs> and he'd always have like the vest too. That's hard to pull always. off. You got to be in really good shape to pull off the vest. Underneath the jacket. And the Darkwing Duck hat. Yes. Mitch Marner's had some bad suits lately. You think so? He's gone He's gone beltless. Uh, What's wrong with beltless? 
it, he's gone beltless, giant hat, and, and no socks. Hey, giant, the front not, hat didn't work. He's trying. Yeah, try better. You got to listen. <laughs> he I, can't be every, good at everything. Every game day, the Toronto Maple Leafs, I don't think it's every game day, but most game days, they post the fit picks. Yeah, which yeah. we love. Of, of the guys walking. Morgan Riley, every single time, looks like he's going to work at Dunder Mifflin. Yep. He looks like he has, he has Jim's or Dwight Schrute's exact suit on. How dare you? <laughs> Same with Just John because Tavares. Morgan Riley was born a 47-year-old man. How dare you? John Tavares looks like he's going to work at an accounting firm. He's going to work at a KPMG or something, you know? Oh, that's a good example. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Uh, but And then Austin's out there trying. Austin's Austin looks trying. good, man. He's got His a, suits are good. Usually has like a Dior saddlebag or something. Yes. It, lo- it looks fun. Yeah. Uh, Mitch is trying. Trying but failing. I respect the attempt, though. Like, okay, I my, think he does well most of the time. He's trying. What's but, hold on, we got to talk about. I got to. I got to go back to this. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. No, beltless. What's wrong with beltless? Yeah. It look, I'll if bring it got, up. If you got those tabs on the side of the uh, on the side of the suit, I have a suit. It was. It's my only suit. I have two suits. Sorry, and one of them is a beltless suit. You you cannot wear a belt with it because it has tabs on the side that you tighten up, and that's that's a it's a high end suit. Mm. It's what I wore for my wedding. I'm oh, a, that suit. Yeah. That's, that suit was going for it. Okay, <laughs> Adam, I'm, I'm asking you as your friend. Yeah. Which wedding? <laughs> the second wedding. <laughs> oh, the so more recent I don't wedding. know that suit. <laughs> well, I'm telling you that. There. Adam, see, there's nothing yeah, wrong you, with this. It's a good suit. No. So Mitch Marner, for anybody listening, he's wearing a gray suit, so, uh, beltless, and a Call it white collared shirts under that's pretty nice. I see. I think the white washes him out in this picture. I think you need a little bit. You need a different contrasted right shirt. Now? Why not? I think you need a different <laughs> colored shirt, maybe even an off white to go with that gray. I think that sh- that the it's already a light gray. You need something to contrast with it. See, he's attempting the no socks shoes, which, which is good. Uh, he can do that. I'm jealous of that because they tried to talk me into it for my uh Con Smythe Gala suit with all the butterflies and everything yeah. from last year. That was my version of going for it. But you're like, they're like, you should wear the sockless shoes. And I tried them on just to humor them. And I said, no. And they asked why. And I said, because my feet are a different color than the rest of my body. They're, <laughs> I don't know why, but they're like yellowish. Like John, they're I have jaundice. Ja- I have jaundice only in my, in the top of my feet. I don't know what it is. So I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Future gout man. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> you know cool. what? You know what? Mitch's suit reminds me of? What? It reminds me a little of if he was a used car salesman down south. No. Somewhere in, somewhere in Texas. But he he's, sell, he's at least selling a used Mercedes. Yeah, something high end. Something, yeah, something he's big. He's not selling you a Toyota Tercel. No, he's selling you like a. Probably a, like a Range Rover. Like you're, okay, you need a right. big truck he or something. Yeah, in Texas. Foghorn Leghorn at a dealership. You, I say, you there. <laughs> and the, you, how dare you? The no belt adds to the sloppiness of the suit. I don't know. I'm not I, a big a fan. So, okay. You're so, wrong. So, how dare you? Also, Steve, I get you on the uh, on the no socks thing because when when they when they do the no socks thing, they have to cut the suit higher, right? They're, they're, they cut the, the tail of the legs up. And my problem is my my calves are so thick that the uh, pants Adam, ride shins. up. Back my back shins, back shins yeah. are so thick that my pants ride up, and then I I just look like I'm wearing oddly oddly sized pants. Whereas like a guy like Jesse can do that because the pants are going to stay low on him. I need to have I need to have like weights sewn into my pants to keep them down. Damn, it's bad. I hate you can, you can I hate suits. I hate them. See Austin. I love on how I look. Hands. How I look in them though. Austin, ten out of ten. Let's see. 
Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, see? Austin, 10 out Sharp. of 10. Look at this Sharp. look. Oh, and the white tennis shoes? Oh, you shoes? throwing the sneakers? Yeah, baby. Yes. Clean. Mwah. Yeah. That bag is also oh. like $8,000. But there's- oh, a, He can afford it. The, it's, there's a fucklessness to uh, Austin Matthews, though. Look at how fuckless he is. These guys he also. He's These never guys have stylists, right? He does not give a fuck. He's never had a fuck to give in the world. Look at him. These guys have stylists, though. They have to. These are these are no no these guys are not but uh, one guy though I if if you told me he did not have a stylist I would I would be like yep I can see I can see that as Willie and Willie does always look good William Nylander's got a he does he got a sharp suit man how dare you say Morgan Riley looks like he's no one from Dunder Mifflin is wearing a purple <laughs> oh, suit God, oh, he looks Jesse. like he looks like he looks like your dad at uh, yeah see look, look that's Willie uh, no I'll bring up Morgan's here. we are being the Toronto media east. Right now, look at Morgan. No, no, that's Tell okay. me Morgan's not working at Dunder Mifflin. Yeah, okay, that one, yeah, he is. That one, yeah, and phone in the front pocket. Phone Fuck. in the front. No, pocket. you got to put that on your butt. Yeah, different brand of fuckless. Uh, Adam's very right. There's, there's uh, JT in his business suit. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, I just like a good he's, suit. He's going to work. <laughs> going to work on Bay Street. I'm going to put it front foot. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, he put on his best groomsman suit. <laughs> so it does look like that. John yeah. Tavares's definition of "I'm going to be adventurous." Half, adventu man, half. I'm going to be adventurous. Is he put on purple socks? Yes. Ooh, <laughs> did he get? Did he get a little freaky? No, that's with the socks. Fights cancer. You bad person. No, this would have been. Uh, this isn't last game. This is the game before. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. It's four days. Ago. Well, I, you're a bad person regardless. <laughs> So, okay. How about that? You hunk of shit. Uh, Adam is right. <laughs> Willie is always the best dress. Yeah. Oh. And I think Willie comes. I just get the sense that that, that is Willie. You remember that the prosciutto picture, the famous prosciutto. Like, yes. what is you doing, baby? Yeah. Um, no, that that is that has is that's how he dresses. And him and his brother walking around topless wherever they wherever the hell they were. Like Wouldn't you know you that of course I would. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm hot and Swedish, and I'm a bazillionaire. Absolutely, Calgarian. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Fair. We, we, Jesse and I, I think we've talked about this before. We worked with somebody at Bell. I still work with her. Uh, Jesse's a quitter. Um, and uh, Again, uh, she, garbage, she is, person. she is a the biggest Leafs fan you've ever met, uh, besides Steve Dangle, and uh, cannot stand William Nylander because she thinks it's it, she is very upset by the fact that he calls himself Swedish. She's like he was born in Calgary. He's a Canadian, mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, he grew up in Sweden. She's like, doesn't matter. <laughs> Could you? What if? What if she? Hear me out chilled nah there's no. no chill with lisa can't oh. not with the not with the leafs and lisa no no Absolutely willie, willie wins also the airpods airpods fit the suit yeah what about it but it looks good yeah, he just airpods do look listening. clean they do although i know from from what i understand there are other high-end earbuds out there that are good i never see any you know uh, like there's like i think bose makes them i think panasonic makes them um around the same price but you never see that you always see the airpods see i'm more morgan riley style where i just wear the earbuds with the, with the cord plug it in do you have the, you don't have your you don't have your bluetooth earbuds i'm not responsible enough for them they're great no change of life no okay fine um the other thing i want to let you guys know in more devil's news uh is that uh martin brodeur uh is going to be executive vice president of hockey ops for the devils I mean, man, things are all coming up devils, honestly, recently. Wow. And you know what? Deservedly so. Um, so he will focus solely on the hockey operations side in New Jersey. His duties, according to Greg Wyshynski, 
will include personnel decisions, player recruitment, scouting, and overseeing the team's goaltending development department. And I think when it comes to recruitment and overseeing the goaltending, that's a pretty good guy that you'd want to have representing your franchise. Although his most famous story from his time with the Blues mm-hmm. was um, oh, oh, yes, causing please. Jordan Jordan Bennington to refuse his demotion. Please tell that story. So if if I remember correctly, the Blues tried to send they they I think Jordan Bennington was given the impression he was next up. Mm-hmm. Um and basically, Brodeur signing with the Blues, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> blocked that. Okay. Um, and then uh, he toiled away in the minors, toiled away. Now Brodeur works for the Blues. And he has to inform him, uh, Jordan, we're sending you to the East Coast League. Mm-hmm. To which he responded, no, you're not. You want, me to, uh, <laughs> you want me to read the quotes from Jordan? Yes, please. All right. So Marty Brodeur, who is new in, in the management role. He comes up to me and is talking to me like, hey, so Binner, I talked to them and he's a great guy. So I stopped him and said, you can stop right there, Marty. I'm not going. And he's like, I think you have to go. And then Binnison stops his story to say, you know what? I don't want to get into it. Great guy, great goaltender. But I was called up a couple years ago and he came out of being like chilling at home to take my spot, took my number, and now he's trying to send me to to Cheddar, the ECHL team. Great guy. We have a great relationship still. But uh, from there, I said no. And that's when... <laughs> you can Blues... see him... You can see Benner saying that, 100%. Too. And then he threw, then he, threw yeah. a fake punch. Yeah. What are you going to do, Marty? <laughs> Old man now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take that. I've seen your stupid commercial. Enterprise? Yeah. Come pick this up. Rent these hands. <laughs> and so he refused assignment. <laughs> <laughs> to the ECHL. Rent these hands, Marty. <laughs> he refused assignment to the ECHL. They uh, loaned him to AHL Providence, where he played with the Bruins affiliate, was eventually called up to the Blues, and later that season beat the Bruins in the Stanley Cup final. Absolutely wild. And then got a contract that was maybe a little too much. But yeah. You, you know, well, you know, but whatever. He oh. earned it. He won a cup. What? What do you think about his contract? It's been real a little too much. <laughs> Adam, you gonna tell Dougie? I <laughs> listen. You gonna tell Mr. Armstrong? You mean you mean f- guest <laughs> of the agent provocateur podcast, Doug Armstrong, who Blues fans said, "Hey, he doesn't talk much," and he talked on your show. That was great. Yeah, and look at them. They went straight to shit. Th- that job. happened a season later, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, enough. I do want to say there is a new AP out today. And uh, is it good? Yeah, it's about oh, okay, well, good. no, it's terrible. No, it's actually it's actually really great. It's um, and you know you know that uh, concussions are a big focus with Allen, uh, because he wants to protect players. Weird. Uh, the NHL has refused to acknowledge a link between CTE and um and you know uh, hockey and repeated blows to the head. But what I learned about this, uh, by the way, former WWE superstar Chris Nowinski is our guest. He founded. He's a Harvard grad. Played football at Harvard, was a professional wrestler until he got four concussions, Jeez. and the last one has left him with a permanent sleeping disorder. He founded at Boston University their CTE department. It's quite, it's quite the resume and the story this guy has, and he's really well-spoken, and ex- he can explain concussions in a way that I've, I mean, we've done multiple episodes on it. I've never heard it like this before, and what was really fascinating was, okay, so can you remember a time in your life where you got a concussion? 
Uh, I've so I've never been diagnosed with one, but yes. Okay, so what happened? Uh, I didn't feel uh, the, the best way I could. No, describe what was the it incident? Is I didn't feel right. What was the incident? Well, uh, one was I had a tire dropped on my head. Okay, not a good idea. Before. Not a good idea. Yeah, that was an accident. Mm-hmm. And another time, uh, when I got rear-ended on the DVP, mm-hmm. um, when I got in that car accident that fucked up my neck, uh, permanently, seemingly, um, I think I got a concussion. Okay. Because I was on the road. It was a snap. I should not have been driving after that, and I was just like, yeah, I don't feel right, but let's get home and I'll, I'll be fine. I, I shouldn't have drove. So everybody has, well, not everybody, but some people have that moment, right? Where you're like, I think, I think there was a concussion there. I had yeah. one, I, I was in an ATV accident. I and didn't I, know right away. And, and so what Chris does is he explains that CTE isn't just from concussions. It's from repeated, quote unquote, Alan called it sub-concussive, but actually Chris called it non-concussive hits to the head. So what's a non-concussive hit to the, hit to the head? Hmm. Well, he said, he said there were plenty of times at, when he was playing football at Harvard that he got knocked, knocked out and then, you know, or, or what should have hurt, a hit that should have hit him hard, uh, he popped right back up afterwards. And what they are, they're almost 90, 99% sure because you can't really tell um, uh, until somebody's dead if they had CTE or not. Right. Um, what he's almost sure is like medical science is basically this is almost a guarantee as close as you can get to a guarantee as we are with anything um, is that sometimes those are the hits repeated because if you're an athlete, you're taking 50 to 100 of those a week sometimes, right? right. Your football, your hockey, maybe hockey less so. And so what was fascinating about it is everybody thinks, well, CTE only comes from concussions. Well, no, sometimes it's from hits that are maybe even harder. And they're talking about G-forces here, like 50 Gs sometimes. These guys are taking hits. Yeah, it's crazy. And repeated amounts of those can also lead to these issues. And so this is why he's talked to Hockey Canada and USA Hockey about raising the limit on, on when kids should start hitting. And, and I was always, for me, I remember hearing about that the first time and, you know, being the, uh, the caveman that I was, I was like, well, that's stupid. You got to learn how to hit. And what they're saying is, well, you can learn how to hit. But the reality is that the athletes that are paid to do this are accepting the risk by putting their body on the line to do it. Kids are paying to do it, mm-hmm. to learn how to be a good teammate and how to be a good sport. And 99.99999% of them are never going to get paid to do it. Mm-hmm. So why, why, why the risk on their, their brains too? It's a great episode. He explains it far better than I ever could. Um, man, you got you to listen to this. I think it's important if you've got kids, and I think it's important, frankly, um, if you've played any sort of competitive sports in your life to help you understand a little bit more about this. We're not just blaring on about something that's, um, that isn't there, that doesn't exist. And also, he talks about how he met Gary Bettman and Bill Daly and how they twisted his words about concussions. Which is uh, so, so surprising. Them. I know that you're shocked. Oh. Yeah, so it's a, it's a great episode. Um, shall we do uh, You Can Bet That? Let's do it. Let's get into it. Dave... Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook, presents You Can Bet That with David Bastel. Must be 19 plus. Please play responsibly, Ontario only. You know, when Jeff... Oh, wrong one. Wrong one. (laughs) You know, when Jeff Bezos purchased uh, the rights to Thursday Night Football for $70 million, do you think that that he expected... It was him. Do you think he expected to get all of the bad games? I, it's amazing how the NFL has put all the bad games on Thursday night on Amazon. It's crazy. 
Wow. Now, we got another <laughs> probable tired. bad one to talk about. Dave, yep. what do yeah. we got for tonight? Well, first place Atlanta Falcons, which which are a dismal team, by the way, uh, 500 team, against uh, a really terrible Carolina Panther team that kind of sold off most of their offensive weapons outside of DJ Moore. So, uh, you know, Atlanta two and a half point favorites at Sports Interaction. I'm kind of leaning there, Jess. I don't know about you, but there's some really good props for this game. And, and as bad as these games are, and I will not defend it, the numbers are pretty good ratings wise and people will watch anything with the NFL logo on it. It's, it's ridiculous, but it's kind of true. Yeah, don't worry, Jesse. I got this okay. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the team that Ludacris cheers for is going to win. I think because he, you know, they kick for three. Yeah. I learned from that song and that's what they'll win by. Jesse, go ahead. All right. Now we got the analysis from you, Steve. I think everybody should lean heavy on the Atlanta Falcons. And minus two and a half. A little more uh, <laughs> up Steve's alley. And, and this yes. is kind of fitting because Sidney Crosby and the uh, Penguins are coming to town in Toronto tomorrow night. Tell us about your Crosby reaching 1,500 points this year prop. Yeah, it's it's basically a toss-up between yes or no. Is he going to hit that mark? So quickly with the numbers, and I've been crunching them down this morning, it's it's kind of interesting. He's He's had a pretty good year. He's just over a point-a-game pace player. He always has been for the most part. He needs 76 points from now to get to 1,500. So there's 69 games left. Oh, he can do it. It's he very, can do it. He's very good. And he, you, want to, you want to hear the craziest stat, too? So this is Sid's 18th season in the NHL. Wow. He's never had a season that has a total of 90 to 99 points in it. Never. He's wow. had multiple 100 points, multiple 80-something points. But if he's going to get the 1,500, he's going to need 91 points. That's kind of weird for uh, Sid Crosby. You're number 18. I don't feel old at all. So hold on. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, Sidney Crosby. I just want to know how many he has already this year. How many points does he have? I'm looking it up uh, right now. 15, 15 well. points in 13 games. Okay. So here's what I think about oh, Sidney Crosby. So he's he's on pace yeah. to do it. Oh. So here's why I yes. take I, yeah. I take the over on this because it also allows for, because Sidney Crosby can do 76 points in 60 games. So to me, it gives you the nine game stretch somewhere throughout the year where he's banged up and he needs to yep. take a breather. And that happens every year for Sid because he plays so hard. Mm -hmm. He's got so many. It, it's weird to say, but he's, you know, Sid, the kid is no longer a kid. Got a lot of hard miles on the body. The body's holding up really well. But Sidney Crosby never plays a full 82 ever. No. Uh, no. The last time he played a full 82 was 17, 18. So you got to allow for, you know, five to 10 games where he can't. So can he do it in that time? Absolutely. Ah, uh, I would sprinkle the over there just because, again, you know me, I like to cheer for something, right? But I'm not doing it because I think it's the most likely occurrence. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Hater. It's, uh, you're well, right. Well, that the Sid haters over yeah, there. Yeah. Right? No. Sid hater. <laughs> it's just, it's him. It's hard. It's very hard to do. <laughs> you're right that it's the most fun thing to do is if you have a season long bet with Sidney Crosby and every time he touches the puck, you're rooting for a goal because you're like, you got to hit that 1500. And it's on my fantasy team, so double cheer. Oh, yeah. there you go. Double cheer, fantasy, yeah. money. Yeah. Uh, there it is. Dave, sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. You can follow uh, Dave at Dave Bastel. You can follow Sports Interaction at SIA Sport. And Dave, we will see you Monday, sir. I like it. Have a good weekend, guys. You know what I can't stand? Uh, no. 
I can't stand fun. Yeah? You it's hate not it? good for the game. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, listen, I want to I rewind you. And we talked about it a little bit earlier, but everybody remembers the quote last year when Torts was on the ESPN panel and he was talking with the former LA Kings coach and they're talking about Zegras scoring the Michigan-style goal where he gets that up on a stick and flips it around the net. Absolutely incredible. Him and Sonny Milano hooking up on that. It was amazing. Amazing. The more I hear that kid talk, by the way, the more I like him. Oh, he's the best. I he's really such like a, Trevor He Zegers. just seems like a cool guy. Yeah. So, so what's interesting about that is at the time, Torts said, yeah, I think it's bad for the game. And to piggyback off of that, even though you know I disagree with torts, what is bad for hockey is every time a goal is scored, the anticipation of, or not the, not the relief of, hey, the goal went in and that's fun. It's the anticipation of, is the other team going to challenge this? So if you're going to, Jesse's going to flash this on the screen, uh, or at least a flash freeze frame on the screen. Trevor Zegris scored a goal, 29 seconds after an offside last night 29 so to me especially if you're the ducks if the ducks have the puck in your zone for 29 seconds that's on you (laughs) like it's the ducks that's on you there has to be the nhl must institute a if the goal happens within five seconds or the first shot okay fine we're calling it back other than that no, uh, you're being too Ten nice. seconds. I, no, get rid of it. I agree with getting rid of it. I would love to get it. rid of it. I just don't think they will. Now, well, because what you're suggesting makes sense. In practice, I don't think they can do it because no. now you're reviewing two things. Okay. You're reviewing was it or wasn't it onside, and you're uh, reviewing how much time right and when then, was the we're gonna go d- 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 yeah. frame by frame and your way is finding a solution but in the end it only make it more complicated because then we'd have the stopwatch guys yeah who are sitting uh, there with the stopwatch and be like okay that was 31 seconds 0.5 yeah you know so it's either this is how the game is or we need to get rid of this thing because it's ruining the game this was an amazing goal like you were saying trevor zegers is slowly becoming one of my favorite players yeah um there's he was he had he was mic'd up on the bench too and there's some fucking hilarious clips out of that uh out of the game he he ran into somebody and then he was he went back to the bench he's yelling you know i'm 130 pounds (laughs) no do it do it yeah, and Reimer goes, are you really? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, no, about 170. <laughs> He's so funny. I understand why EA put him on the cover of the game. And this stuff is so cool. Him just mm-hmm. doing the Michigan casually instead of a wraparound mid-game. It's unbelievable. And we're taking it away because there was a, like a sliver of a foot that was offside that had no effect on the actual play. Fans got, got rid this of it. wrong. Like we we all got this wrong. I wanted offside reviews. We were wrong. That um, review the other day, Morgan Riley. It's onside by a sliver. What if it was offside by a sliver? Who gives a shit? Like maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering. To quote Roger Clemens, mm-hmm. I don't remember goals being offside. Like look at this. They're offside by I don't know six inches. I don't remember this being a crisis when we were younger. No. Like, so, well, it wasn't because cameras weren't that good. And we accepted back in the day that their game was refed by human beings. And therefore, there would be human mistakes. Well, There's and, human error. And the they would be so seldomly offside and so, um, so seldomly by an amount that mattered. You know what I mean? 
the spirit of the rule was the, Matt Duchesne being 10 feet offside literally ruined the sport. Yep. Like it fucked it up forever because now we got to, we got to do frame by frame. And you can't this, enjoy a goal. The shitty ring cam that they shove into the boards. What is that? Let me ask you this too. So um, Leafs score their first goal against Vegas the other day and Vegas calls a timeout to get a second look at it right away. They need to, they gotta, they gotta make that illegal. And yes, I know the Leafs did it as well. Um, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. Make that illegal. You, you suck the air out of the building you, when you do that. Cause well, no, there's, oh, I think it's 20 seconds, 20 seconds or 30 seconds to decide to review. So there's, there's 20 seconds or 30 seconds. Now there's an extra 30 second delay in the timeout. And then you decide, you know what? We want to review. And then that could take up to nine minutes as we found out. For God's sake, can we play the game? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Like part of going to a hockey game, part of the contract, you know, I give you money. You give me seat in building. Entertainment. You give me entertainment. You give me entertainment and a game will be played. Ugh. Right. No one wants so, this. So let me ask you this because the comment section will. Game seven. It's the Leafs versus, let's say it's a 93 matchup. It's the Leafs versus the Kings. Oh, you fucker. Okay? You okay. All right? Son of a gun. And Anze Kopitar is Trevor Zegras, and he scores, and the Kings win the cup. How do you feel about no offside review? No, even worse, Philip Deneau. Uh, no, even worse, Trevor Moore. Oh, Carl Grunstrom. Uh, no, even worse, Sean Dursey's. So now we got to hear about it from Alan. That's right. Yeah. Um, cause he is noted. No, even worse. Martin Furk. Or no, he's not there anymore. <laughs> um, the best slap shot. Hockey. Son of a gun. <laughs> How do you feel about it then? You deal with it. You deal with it. You know what? I'm with you on that. I think you have to, the, the sacrifice is just not worth it. It's, it's, it, it like, honestly, how does hockey get better? And, and I know Ducks fans are with us on this one, but any team you're playing for, how is hockey served by this truly? I don't know, man. So it's a, it's, it, I wonder if it's something they're going to take a look at. And you know, the NHL is notoriously slow. Also, Gary Bettman rightly is going to say, you guys asked for this. Yep. And, and Gary, listen, Gary doesn't, Gary loves to win and he <laughs> loves to rub your nose in it. Yeah. So don't be surprised if it's a couple more years of him going, yeah, you know what? Tell me what to do. Yes, Justin? No, go ahead. Well, how long was the review? I don't have the actual, I wasn't watching Jesse, how come you weren't watching in <laughs> No, I don't that? know. Because, long. Like, listen, Too long. I was, was watching uh, Montreal destroy Vancouver. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. That, We're getting to that. That Demco drop looks so all right yeah. right now. Um, JT Miller's next. Holy shit. Um, it's a points league though. I don't think it would have made a difference in this case. Um, I'm still dead set on, let's say, two minutes. Two-minute review for max. Uh, mm-hmm. for Two-minute max for review. That, I think, solves some problems. But this goal not counting sucks ass. So I think there's a couple things that the NHL could do here to fix, try and fix this issue. One is they could wait till the technology gets there. Because in baseball, everybody's trying to move towards robot umpires and robot everything because the technology is there. We watch uh, a baseball game on TV and you see the little pitch block and it's one-to-one. 
And the minor leagues have tested it to where you can have that technology come in an instant. Tennis is there in a, in a split second. They know whether a call is in or out. Um, but with hockey, it's still done by an eye test through video review. We don't have a chip in the puck and a chip across the blue line and a chip in all the skates so that we could know like the same way a soccer ball goes across a line in the World Cup where they have technology for that. We don't have that in hockey yet. So either you can wait till you get the technology, uh, you can take it out and then wait till we get to that point, or you can do something where we can get rid of the egregious calls and have the eye in the sky ref, where if the eye in the sky ref sees it and sees it in real time that you missed a Matt Duchesne offside, then he calls it back. But you got to get rid of the coach's challenges. And we're sitting there for two minutes looking at microscopes. That's the part that's annoying. The egregious calls, I think we should utilize technology and television to get rid of those. And just have the the fifth ref just sit in Toronto if you want it to. It doesn't have to be in the building. Just sit in Toronto, look at it on TV. And if in real time, a dude is egregiously offside, phone the ref, tell him to call it back, and that's it. What if you get like... The video coach and you get two buzzes a game where you go, I think that was offside. And if a goal goes in, I don't know. No, that's overcomplicating it. Yeah. Just if it's Matt Duchesne level, call it back. If it's not, then leave it. If it's a f- if the dude's six inches offside, leave it. We don't make this distinction with icing. It's no, we don't. Icing, no, we don't. Icing is the biggest cheat in hockey. Yeah. You're, you are Were supposed you? to cross the fucking red line to ice the puck. Thank Were you, you at my house when I filmed Dang It today? You. No. Thank I you. talked about that in context oh, of this God, goal. Really? I'm so glad yeah, somebody's okay. saying this. Go. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> no, no, we, we have, we have come, to, come to a conclusion in hockey where you can ice the puck if your stick maybe in the air crosses the red line magically through some eye that the ref just decides. Or if your age starts with a three and the ref likes you. Yeah, who cares? You get kind of close <laughs> well, to the red you line. See- you can ice the puck you see guys just dogging it dogging it after the puck and if you're a guy who's who's 20 and it's a couple years in the league and you don't really get to the red line they'll call you on icing oh yeah but if you're a vet and you just kind of get there and then you send the puck it's not icing so we've come we've just all accepted that why don't we just accept that with offsides and if it's really egregious like with icing we make a call that that matthew shane goal is like maybe the most consequential goal of the last like Mm -hmm. 10 years oh gosh like it it's this is it's awful this zegras goal is the best goal of the year and it's not a goal so many fans in anaheim like probably don't get out to a ton of games trying it out for the first time you're bringing your friend you're trying to get them to stick around like this is a market that gary wants to succeed and you just saw a like a that's a top 10 goal of the year candidate flushed just flush it awesome is it in hat picks no, it's in dang it. <laughs> yeah, because it, it didn't count. You can't qualify it for a hat pick. Because yeah. it, that it didn't count. <laughs> That's so stupid. That, this can't be what the NHL wants. And I think, I think you know, they'll quote unquote discuss it at the, discuss it at the GM meetings, which I, I have never. Honestly, the GM meetings just seem like, uh, let's go to Florida and have some fun for a few days. <laughs> what has ever come out of the GM meetings that's definitive? The ever. cap. That never, no. that never even came out. That was the owners' meetings. No one oh, at the GM. Sure. There's nothing. Oh well, they discussed this and discussed that, but you know, they really didn't come to a con- consensus on that. There has been nothing at the GM meetings that they've ever done. 
that, that they've ever been like, yep, let's move forward. Wait for it this year. Just wait for it. It's going to be like, well, you know, they discussed a whole bunch of things. They just have gold-plated pucks. Yeah. They, we Did discussed, we use enough sunscreen? We were going to put a bronze statue of Gary Bettman out front of every arena to say, thank you, Gary. Thank you for what you do. Well, we weren't, there's no consensus. But I'm telling you, if they discuss this at the GM meetings, you might actually get some consensus. You might actually get somebody saying, hey, listen, enough. Enough with this. This is garbage. It's not good for the game. It's, they're going to, they're going to sell ticket on, are you, do you sell the ticket on the offside review or do you sell it on Zegris doing what he did with the Michigan goal? And just every at the goal, highest level in the game. And he can do that. Every goal. Take it back. Nope. Camera. Sorry. Sorry, guy. I'm sorry, Poncho guy. <laughs> sorry, Poncho guy with the, does he have a mohawk by the way? Poncho guy? <laughs> no, he's bald. <laughs> Poncho yeah, he's got a mohawk. Oh, he does. Poncho guy favorite. with the mohawk. Oh, Poncho guy. Listen, that and guy is my father's phone, age. The cell phone around his neck. He that guy looks comfy as fuck. Yeah, you he guys does. are mean. <laughs> he looks comfy as fuck. I'm not saying he's not comfy. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, fair I right. like Poncho Listen, guy. Yo, man, there's some confidence there. That guy's got a mohawk and a poncho and wearing a cell phone around his neck. You wish you had confidence like <laughs> You're that. Absolutely you wish right. you felt comfortable like that. I do. You couldn't pull those off, Steve. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. He's, I bet he's got sockless ch- shoes as well. I bet he does. No um, belt. I bet no he belt. Does. No belt. Um, he's probably got yeah. like he's probably no. If he does wear a belt, it's got flames on it, but it works. Yeah, that stinks, dude. That's yeah. Also, the gloves. That's I said the gloves. Oh, you did better. And I gloves, think right? it's those gloves where you could use your phone. That's this guy around, rules. That's around his neck. Who is this? <laughs> You've probably heard we this by now. We must find this person. Probably heard this by now. But Steve, and this is really important that we follow his terrible second year. Terrible fantasy team. Oh, I know. Um, that Steve dropped Thatcher Demko last night. I did. I got a text from Tic Tac Tomar. Oh. Tic Tac Tomar told me to ask Steve about his fantasy team because he lost by four points <laughs> this week or last week. Now. To Omar? To Omar. Oh. oh. And so, you are winless. On I'm the winless. Year. I'm going to win this week, though. I can hear I'm Omar. I'm on Myrtle pretty big. I can I'm hear Omar's win. laugh right now. I love Omar's laugh. Are you going to admit that you have a shit fantasy team? No. <laughs> I have a very good team. And what round did you draft Thatcher Demko in? Uh, oh, not high. Not high. And that's maybe the problem is I, sh- is I uh, maybe should have I don't think anybody could have called the Canucks being this bad, though. J- you know what it was? Uh, Jake Ottinger went so much higher than I anticipated, and he was my guy. He was your guy. And as soon as he got picked, I don't remember by who, my plan just flew out the window. I didn't right. know what to do. But I mean, he's injured, so I can't really complain. Um, I called Omar at the very beginning of the week. And his team is called the Mukal Buntings. And uh, Mukal, like the Pokemon, it's he's terrible. And I, I call him up. I just go, Omar. He goes, yeah. I go, are you the Mukal Buntings? He goes, yeah. I go, eat shit, and I just hang up the phone. And that was the last time we spoke until he called me while I was shooting an LFR. I actually, I got it on camera. I got to find it. He goes, hey, hey, Steve. I go, or no, he called me from no caller ID. Mm. So he covered his ID. I love so that. So he covered and you picked his it ID, and I picked it up. Well, because it's like 11 at night. I go, hello. He goes, eat shit. And I go, <laughs> No! <laughs> Damn it! That's good. Yeah, he got me and he made me 0-4 and I shouldn't have lost Owen my loss. 0-4. Okay, so, so you're in a hole. <laughs> Steve dropped Thatcher Demko and Thatcher Demko dropped a lot of goals last night. 
uh, the Vancouver Canucks are not good. And what's been interesting about the last week, and it's been hidden by the fact that Mitchell Miller has dominated headlines, and rightly so, yes. is that Jim Rutherford came out and made some pretty extreme comments. If these were made in Toronto, in a non-Mitchell Miller situation, you better believe they are front page news all over the NHL. Here's what he said. We're at a point now where we have to make these players more accountable. He added that the club will have to take, quote, necessary steps to get the player's attention. Imagine that in Toronto. And well, I say imagine that in Toronto. Imagine that in Vancouver. It's not even the most inflammatory comments made by a president. No, but he is. <laughs> I mean, play it? Yeah, NHL's I got it can from. We, can uh, we play it? So, yeah, Jim Rutherford was on Sportsnet 650 and he went off. Can we play this? Yeah, it's a radio. We, we can play the audio, yeah, I think. I'm yeah, because it's, it's for news. So I think we can do it. I think we're fine. Go ahead. First of all, this is not going to get changed in a in a real short period of time. I, I know that we all recognize that, and there's a real challenge here, um, you know, related to sorting out contracts and, and, and different things like that. But at this point, I would have expected better. Uh, I didn't like our training camp, um, and we continued into the early part of the season um, the same way as our, our training camp was. And in order for us, there's a lot of things that have to happen, but in order for us to become a better team, we have to play with a stronger system and, and, uh, and really be more accountable for some of the things that some of the players are, are struggling with. So when in the NHL now, the way the game's played and the way the game's called by the, the referees uh, it's hard to defend because, you know, you can't get away with those mm-hmm. cross checks in front of the net, knocking the guys out of the way. And so it's, it's understandable too. that teams are going to give up uh, leads. And, you know, it happens all over the league. But the fact that it has happened as many times as it has for the Canucks in this short period of time, it's a major concern and something has to be fixed. When you so so Bruce Boudreaux so fired. Oh yeah, well, we're, we're not playing with the right system is a direct shot at your head coach. Yes. Yeah. And he wants Here's the thing and I didn't realize this. I was reading the Athletic this morning. Um Boudreaux and I think we maybe you guys haven't forgotten this but I had was was brought in before Rutherford was. Rutherford couldn't Stan Smeal was the interim president oh. for like a few months. Yeah. And oh. Rutherford was dealing with an injury or injury uh, a um, uh, uh, he had COVID last year, didn't he? COVID, but I think there was something else. He had maybe. some sort of. There was something where yeah. he had a health issue. He couldn't. He couldn't be there, and so Stan Schmiel took over. And obviously, Bruce Bruce Boudreau came in, and you know Rutherford said um, uh, he said he's been extremely critical of the structure which his team plays, which is impossible to process without seeing as an indirect criticism of Bruce Bruce Boudreau. He re- recently noted on After Hours. That he, when he decided to join the Canucks organization, he wasn't aware the club had already agreed to a deal lasting more than a year with Boudreaux. And you remember, too, in June, Boudreaux was like, well, maybe I won't be back next year unless they give me a raise. And Rutherford said, okay, then don't come back. <laughs> and, and now, I, I, I want to remind you, and CJ pointed this out about two weeks ago when the Canucks were all so bad. Um, they really did. I thought they were turning a corner. Yeah. For a so he pointed it out oh, a couple man. weeks ago, which is, listen, you still got Travis Green on the books and you're going to fire Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux. It's sort of like the Leafs with Keith and Babcock. Both are on the books. Mm-hmm. Are you are you sure you want to fire the head coach? And, and so I understand what Jim Rutherford's saying, but I'm going to give you a, a bit of a hot take here. Um, this is Jim Rutherford's fault. <laughs> 
And and I and I say that and I say that in the most respectful way possible. You had the chance to change the coach, but you obviously didn't want to pay two coaches not to coach for you. I get it. You had the chance to change the makeup of this roster this summer. The only thing you really did was add Ilya Mikheyev's contract. And he's been injured, unfortunately. He's a very useful player, but he's not going to... If Ilya Mikheyev being out is the make or break on your team having success, then you're not a Stanley Cup contender. And you if, had to... You if did if not have to... point out that that was the case for the Leafs for a while, uh, yeah. Yeah. Man. And they're not. They didn't win. So. Um, Bo Horvat needs a new contract. Also, McCabe's back. He was playing I, last I night. I know, but I'm, yeah. what I'm saying is that like, it's not an excuse. Started on the wrong uh, Bo Horvat right, right. is, is scoring, scoring lights out right now and he needs a new contract. You did He's not... He's off to an amazing start. You did no not have cares. to sign JT Miller to that extension. And I we talked about it this summer. What I said this summer, and I, agree, I still say, stand by this, they felt this summer on value that they were not going to get the value they thought was fair for JT Miller. So why not re-sign him and then try to trade him later? But the problem is now the team's really bad. Mm -hmm. They clearly need to retool. Obviously, Rutherford's not a fan of rebuilding because he did say, well, while it's great that these teams are rebuilding, but you know what you don't see is the four or five years in between where they're bad. Well, the Canucks have been bad for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, you got to bite the bullet. JT Miller, uh, uh, Bo Horvat, whatever it is you think is the right move, you got to do something. And it can't be like, well, we, you know, you can offload Tyler Myers' contract, maybe, but it I mean, seems like he's played okay for them. What, what is there really to do other than to make a big move? They, well, they can't really afford to lose any other, uh, any other D-man. No, they can't. Um, listen, Shifley and Wheeler, who are often criticized on this show, especially for their <laughs> two-way play, they're on a team right now that's a wagon. Yeah, uh, The Winnipeg yes. Jets are playing great. Uh, new coach back there. JT Miller is one of the most visually shocking players I've ever watched. In what way? He, I've never, he is worse than anything anyone ever accused Phil Kessel of being in Toronto. Whoa. He's just abysmal in his own end. Okay. Doesn't give a shit. Can't be arsed. And he's going to put up points and he plays hard, takes way too many penalties in his own end. Mm -hmm. If he has the, uh, if he has the puck, it's a fucking grenade. Wow. Wow. Like that. Okay. Those are some strong words. Steve. Dude, if you are a, if you're a player on the Vancouver Canucks and JT Miller has the puck in your end, it's your job to skate over to him, stick lift and take it away. It'll be better for your team if you do. I've never seen a forward so bad in their own end. Wow. And he makes a he makes eight million bucks. He just signed that new deal, which doesn't that not kick in until next year? Yeah. Hoof. That guy in his own end is appalling. He's shocking. Yeah, Jesse's looking at one. That's him. That's him in overtime. He's not allowed to play in overtime. He's not. He does. He really doesn't try. He's no, he's, no. He doesn't. He, he tries at one end of the ice, and once the puck leaves the zone, he's just. It's he didn't over have to go him. back that far. It's go, go, over. That, he had a go. Look at Kirby Doc's goal in the. Look up Kirby Doc's goal in the. Uh, <laughs> I know we can't show it. Kirby mm -hmm. Doc's goal from last night. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Like I mean, that performance. 
is the sort of thing that should maybe get someone fired. But like this player, I don't know if I don't know if you could get get to him with a with a megaphone. Where is he? Point him out to me. Right there. There he is. There he, he is. He gets the puck. the puck. Here you go. There you go. Oh, he nice. I'm a free sprint in that turnover. Just abysmal. It Jesse can't even pause. It happened so oh, fast. Gosh. Oh gosh. Oh, the gosh. thumbnail of the video is him giving it away. <laughs> Bless whoever at the Sportsnet YouTube channel did that. Come on, Jesse. You can do it. It's uh I believe in you. It's awful. Look at that. Look at that. Can't give a shit. Go to the guy behind you or something if you don't know what to do. And you know what? Like, sometimes, holy. and I think we've experienced, if you work in at a certain job long enough, sometimes you just get stale. And you come in one day you and you go... have been there that long! Well, no, I know, but you... Well, he's three or four years. That's a, That can be enough for people sometimes. Sure. Some people are not tenure people. Then don't sign the deal. Well, I mean, no, you're signing the deal. And he knows he's not staying there the whole time. Look at the... Body language. The effort after he gives away the puck is even more egregious than the giveaway. Oh, because I half I can I can hear your argument for he turns around quickly and all of a sudden docks there. But once he gives away the puck, then there's also no effort to try and stop Doc, who's just going to walk to the net. And By the way, Depp. little shout out to Kirby Doc, who looks amazing this year. Hickory dickory. Yeah. What happened yeah, to what happens to everybody right. leave Chicago and get so better? He he passes it and then he just he literally oh. glides. He glides backwards and lets Doc just walk by him. No effort. Absolutely no this effort. what I'm saying is this guy I, I think this guy's just done. And I think and sometimes you get like, to the point where the workplace <laughs> sometimes where you just don't care about you don't care about it anymore. You're like, I have to do this work, but I don't want to. And and you know what, man? I'm not questioning his character when I say this, but I, I have I to imagine. For some, no, 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 I don't know what kind of guy he is, but I don't. So I don't want this taken out of context. But I think you, you do see NHLers at a certain point where sometimes they're like, yeah, I don't give a shit about the crest. Listen, if, I'm tired of being here. If you're Bruce Boudreau and your job's on the line, scratch him. I'm serious. He's he's actually horrible. He's that's a that's a he's highly skilled. Um, He's an aggressive player. Um, you, you either, I would love to know what percent of his shifts start in the defensive zone. And if it's negative 25, <laughs> he, if it's on your side of the center ice line, he's a bottom five player in the league. Absolutely. Look at that bullshit. Sorry. Jesse keeps playing it. <laughs> it's the giveaway, but also like here, 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 here. Okay. So show show when Doc blows by him. Yeah. So so here he is. JT Miller's passing the puck. Doc comes. R ones him. R ones him. There Gives you go. it away. Takes the puck. Poke check. And let, look at him. He's standing completely upright. Yeah. He makes no effort to turn around and try and stop Doc, who just stole the puck from him, and Doc scores. It is the one of the worst defensive efforts I've seen in a long, dude, long time. I don't know what you guys are talking about. That was great. Dude. <laughs> great. There, there's a guy. Listen, sometimes it's over. Sometimes in a bad relationship, and you guys have broken up with people, except for Steve, who's never broken up with anyone in his yeah, whole that's life. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, but they gave him the contract I, yeah, four I, months I, ago. I get it. I get it. People get married all the time, get divorced. You're looking at one. It happens. And what I'm telling you is that it is time to move on. 
So you, to your point, are we blaming Jim Rutherford for giving him that yes. contract? Yes. No, 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 this I, is his I'm, fault. I am blaming well, Jim Rutherford for not. Well, yeah, okay, that's true. But, that's true. But if Jim wants to put himself out in front of the public, we know that Patrick Alvin has to walk over to Jim Rutherford's office and go, yes. Jim, you cool with this trade? Just check it. Okay, cool. Sign off on it. Yeah. Guys, well, guys, I am telling you right now that that management group are at fault for this. They made zero changes this summer. They didn't change the coaching. They didn't change the style. They didn't change the accountability in the room. And they did not change the personnel. What? I mean, guys, this was a bad team last year. What else do you need to know? They, and maybe they needed to know. They, maybe they I needed still, to find out. Maybe they did need to fuck around and find out because sometimes you just do. I still don't think they should be this bad, although their decor is such I have a, a theory. world of hurt. I do have a theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do we know about Connor pre- Bedard's really good? Yeah, he is. What do we <laughs> what do we know about the previous um the previous group in, in Vancouver? Uh, what do we know? What do um, we know? what do we know about Jim Benning and the and the group that 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 nice you nice head of hair? You don't think uh, he did have No, no, nice tell me what do we know? What do we know? Nice head of hair. Okay, that's <laughs> good. Start there. Yeah. He basically was a puppet for the owners. The Aquilinis. If you're Jim Rutherford and you've dealt with difficult owners before, remember, he was the president of the Carolina Hurricanes when the son was suing the father. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about difficult billionaires. Jim Rutherford's seen that. And sometimes you got to let people step in it. And I wonder if there wasn't a conversation this summer. Jim goes, you know what, Francesco, we need uh, we need to change A, B, and C. And Francesco's like, I don't know. Those look pretty good to me. He goes, you know what? Why don't we try it your way? Better to try it his way first and go, not seeing the results. Would you like me to do something about that now? He's 74. What does he care? I can Jim see, Rutherford yeah. has fuck you money, man. Jim he Rutherford's doesn't need 74? This. Yeah. He's old. Wow. He, and he's made millions and millions and millions of dollars. He's older than Ric Flair. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Younger than Lou Lamorello. Well, that's not surprising. Oh, no way. Most of the world is younger Lamarello's than Lou. almost 80. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, anyway, like, it, sorry. So all of that is about the team. Uh, I think first thing you can do to improve the culture is get rid of that guy. Right. But what I'm get saying is, rid of JT is Miller. this Jim Rutherford letting Francesco Aquilini step in it? The, what gives me pause, I, what gives me pause is, and we've seen a few of these mm-hmm. over the last week is press conferences that make no sense. Okay. Whenever someone has a press conference that makes no sense, I think it's because they're talking around the parameters they've been given. He can't tell the whole truth. He can't really give his true feelings. So you thought Rutherford's comments made no sense? Well, or they didn't say the whole truth. They sort of pointed to everything, though. Oh, this is a problem, and that's a problem. Because everything is a problem. This team's garbage. Yeah, Yeah, but when everything's a problem, doesn't it go all the way to the top? This is what I'm saying, because Jim Rutherford won a cup in Carolina. Did he win the cup in in Pittsburgh, too? No, he won two. He won two cups. (laughs) Yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. So if it's, if I and I, I find myself going, oh, well, this is Jim Rutherford's fault. He kept the team the same. And then I'm like, wait a second. This guy's smart. He didn't keep this team the same for no reason. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. It's the best theory we have. It doesn't... Li- listen, J- Jesse, you're NHL 23 GMing the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. And you haven't played a game this season. Are you keeping the roster the same? So, 
I understand from their perspective in that they sat there in June, July, and they looked at the roster and they said, there's a lot of good pieces here. There Let's are. run it back and see what we got. And then they got to training camp, they started the regular season, and they said, okay, we've seen what we got, and it's not good. So, But I understand the decision in June looking at that roster on paper and saying, hey, let's not tear it down. Let's await and see. And then it's just gone much worse than anybody could have ever anticipated. You can't... I don't care what you think about Bruce Boudreaux. You can't give this group another coach. No. No, no. It's at this point, we've we've evaluated now. It's yeah. the players. It's the group of individuals. It's not the people who are trying to get them motivated and get them ready to play hockey. You ride Boudreaux until the end of the season unless you have an opportunity to grab someone like a Trotz. But other than that... Tell me why you couldn't grab Trotz. Well, if he doesn't want to. Okay, well, maybe he doesn't want to. I still, like, even if Barry Trotz wants it, that's not... I don't... It's not on, it's not on the coach. It doesn't yeah. help. If I'm Trotz, I say, yeah, I'll coach for you next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you guys sort this bullshit out. Mm-hmm. No, that's... Uh, dude, I... I I maintain I'm a believer in this team. I don't think tearing it all the way down is the solution there. They have to trade that player. Mm-hmm. They have to trade I, that I player. I don't fault them for saying we have Pedersen, Besser, Horvat. Pedersen playing well, too. Oh, yeah. Same with Horvat. Like, yeah. Horvat is double digit. Oh, yeah. There's no. Re- oh, fuck. And on, to- <laughs> on, top of, on top of those four. You also have Demko, who should be really good. And like, nobody coming off your books after we have We have a great That's, goaltender. We have a couple young stars. Really. We should be okay. Let's that. see what we got. And then what they got is just a lot less. The Canucks, cap no friendly, pa- the Canucks cap friendly page is cap unfriendly. Yeah, actually, no, Adam. They do have a guy coming off the books. Bo Horvat. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> he, gave, he gave the extension to the wrong guy. Yeah, that's 100%. what that's what it came down 100%. to. You yeah. said uh, JT Miller's the guy; it should have been Horvat. Yeah, yeah. 